You're listening to the Bugcast, broadcasting from Studio B, from the heart of WBUG. Hello and welcome to another episode of Bugcast. I'm your host, The Bug. This episode will probably reach you a little bit late this week. I had a lot of other projects in the fire so to speak, and uh, the primary one is trying to get uh, the collaboration podcast I was telling y'all about, Geek versus Geek, getting it launched uh, this week was crucial. There was a lot of criteria that we had to meet in order to get that done. That criteria was met with uh, collaboration efforts and deadline challenges and all that that entails but that is um behind us now geek versus geek is available or will be available uh, all your podcast platforms that uh, that you find this podcast on and hopefully um we can um move forward and the next episode between the two this one and geek versus geek will be a lot smoother now for those of you don't know geek versus geek is a conversation between two very old friends myself and my dear friend geo and um we just talk about things, and that's what we do normally, and a lot of folks find what we talk about entertaining, uh, our chemistry, uh, the dynamics between the two of us, um, having known each other for so long, uh, you know, we can push boundaries, and it'd be okay, and it, 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 we, we started it off on Facebook, um, just doing Facebook Live. Uh, and that was gaining very, 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 uh, a lot of popularity, but, um, some technical issues arose and that just did not work out. So we decided, you know what, we've been talking about it for years. Let's just try to go commit to a full on podcast and see what we can do to make that happen because, uh, it was definitely worth uh moving forward with it was definitely worth keeping it uh moving forward so we thought it was a good idea we worked on it we uh it's not a great episode the first one but it is the first episode and uh like i said as we move forward hopefully things will get a lot better and smoother and i can I'm doing production on both, and I had to do a little more than I anticipated, which uh, shoved deadlines a little closer than we wanted to, but everything's fine. So anyway, this week on Bugcast, I would like to talk a little bit about uh, a little bit of everything. Uh, First of all, I'm not a hip hop fan, and I uh, got a lot of flack for not knowing who uh, that dude was um, from Run DMC. 
Red Run, whatever his name was, I forget now, but uh, got a lot of flack for that. And and I've said it, I'm not a huge hip hop fan. Uh, I know Run DMC, I like their music. Uh, their collaboration with Aerosmith back in the day was groundbreaking, and I think it's, I think it, uh, I think it sent a death knell to rock and roll. Um, it was the beginning of the end of rock and roll, and it was sort of the gauntlet was passed via Aerosmith from rock and roll to hip hop, Run DMC, and. I think um, when you opened that middle-class suburban white kid to hip-hop, um, that was it. You know, he found you know he found music that would piss his parents off, and it worked. Gen Xers, for the most part, we grew up with Tupac. We grew up with. Ice T and Body Count. We, you know, we we know hip hop. We like it, but most of us either listen to country or rock and roll or both. Um, a lot of us listen to all of it. If it's good music, it's good music, and that's kind of what I want to talk about uh, this week. And uh, you have to pardon me. For being a little unprepared, because like I said, I was trying to make deadlines. This podcast got pushed to the side because it's, you know, it's not necessarily established, but it's got a routine going for it. And um, I just kind of felt like Geek versus Geek needed some more attention because I think, honestly, that one's going to be the bigger of the two. And... um I'm going to try to do both, but um, as I was talking to Gio, I realized that um, Bugcast probably has a limited future, and I'll keep doing it, but listenership is shrinking, not growing, and um, there's a lot of work doing this, recording it, editing it, producing it. getting it promoted, getting it distributed. You know, this is just a lot of work. And if I've got two or three listeners per week, you know, I can just reach out to those people and talk to them personally. I don't need to do a mass audience that way, you know. And those of you who do listen are encouraging me to do this. Don't give up. Keep doing it. It's great. What you're doing is awesome. But you don't realize the amount of work that goes into this. And I'm, you know, I'm trying to be a musician and trying to record things. And I'm trying to do this other podcast and I'm trying to just juggle a lot. And in the midst of all of this, I'm unemployed and I've got zero income coming in right now. And I'm going to have to find a job. And when I do, that's going to be another chunk of the pie eaten and i'm not complaining about it i'm just saying this podcast may have a limited future so if you enjoy it uh listen to it whilst you can because i don't know how long i can keep doing it but having said that everything will continue as normal until it doesn't and uh, what i might do 
is I just might go from a half uh, an hour podcast to half an hour podcast, and I just may do news, and that seems to be the popular segment. We'll just have to see how it goes. Um, but the transition from rock and roll to hip hop. Let's see how that happened. Well, first of all, history repeats itself. So let's go back in history. Let's look at. Uh, I'm gonna just use an example that most people know about. There's arguments, and I'm one of them argues against it, but just for the sake of analyzing history and trying to understand where history will go, Elvis. Uh, introduced mainstream America to rock and roll. By definition, my definition, um, rock and roll is a mixture between country and blues. Um, and it's a southern, it, it, it came from the south. Blues came from the south and country music came from the south. So, um, Whenever Chuck Berry came just from St. Louis, which is Midwest, almost South, uh, for those international listeners, that's how we geographically define the country because it's so big. There's there's regions. You have the Southeast. You have the Northeast. You have the Midwest. You have the Pacific Northwest, and you have the West. And... um I don't know why they call it the Pacific Northwest. Why don't they just call it the Northwest? Everybody knows that the Pacific Ocean is on the West. You people in that region, the Pacific Northwest, get on my nerves. And uh, with your flannel and your wannabe Canadian and and, and all that grunge, uh, you know, so... um, Probably just pissed off the two listeners that I have on this episode. That's all right. That's fine. Uh, like I said, it's probably days are numbered anyway. Um, so yeah, going forward, um, that's how we break up the the reason. So you get you got Chuck Berry from the Midwest, St. Louis, born there, died there, <laughs> and uh, he is a African American gentleman. He's a black dude. And he just so happens to love country. And uh, his sister is famously quoting, saying, oh boy, here we go. Here's a black guy that likes country. And um, adding that twist to it, that, you know, taking country music and adding the blues elements to it. Um, because blues and country, if you stop and think about it, they have, thematically, they're the same. Heartbreak, hardship, uh, the blues is synonymous with sadness. So is country, country music traditionally, you know, you've had a rough life. You're poor, you're in the South. You sing about this, that, and the other thing that isn't exactly positive in your life. So. Um, Appalachian mountain music, um, 
has a lot in common with blues. That's why I like all of it, honestly, because it's all the same. You know, I don't understand how you can listen to country music and hate blues. Or say, you know, oh, I like blues, but um, I'm not real big on country music. I just don't like country. It's, it's twangy. Yeah, well, you know, Earl Hooker did some blues, and it was pretty twangy. Um, you know, so it, the argument's there. So you get Elvis. Elvis did what... Aerosmith and Run DMC did in the 80s. Elvis took a predominantly black genre, which was unfamiliar to people in the 50s because you you didn't intermingle back then. It, in fact, Jim, we, we talk about the Jim Crow laws, and uh, which was supposed to be separate but equal. We wound up not being equal at all and nothing but separate. And a lot of people get offended when you talk about America's history of, you know, well, we want to make America better again. It's not good right now. We want to make it better again. And they automatically think that, oh, that's what you want to go back to. But that's not exactly the intent of that statement and that sentiment. But that's political. I'm trying not to do that right now. But it is a political thing because. You didn't have black and white people intermingling because of that. So they weren't exposed to blues music a lot. Now, my dad talks about, you know, um, you'd, hear, you'd hear mumblings on the other side of town, you know, about blues clubs and stuff, and the music was, like, mysterious. There was a mystique to it. And you didn't really, you know, you'd whisper among your friends and stuff, but you didn't really, you know, go over there. It was because you just weren't welcomed more than anything. And according to my dad, who who grew up in, you know, small town America, and, you know, he says not that you didn't want to go over there and hang out and listen to the music. It's just you weren't welcomed over there, and you knew it. You felt it. You got caught in the wrong side of town after dark. Um, there was a problem. And that kept a lot of the teenagers in the 50s and 60s away from blues. But Elvis, Elvis comes on the scene and he, he, he came up in those blues clubs. He came up in black churches and, and, uh, he introduced that music to, to these teenagers, to these young people. And, uh. That was the end of country music being the popular kid on the block. In fact, I, I'd almost surmise that uh, Elvis killed jazz, which saddens me because jazz is one of my favorite genres of music. But uh, Elvis killed jazz and country as popular mainstream uh, listening entertainment, you know, dance hall music, whatever. So the fundamental formula was invented by Chuck Berry. 
You talk about school, you talk about dating, you talk about your car, you talk about, you know, you talk about, um, you know, the, the, what the average teenager could relate to. And it was, you could dance to it. You know, you had a lot of school socials back then. They go, well, we're going to the school social. Yeah, see, you know, one. I'm going to go dance to death at the social, you know. Now we call them dance or pretty much just prom. And prom is, we all know what prom has turned into. And it's sad because um, we don't socialize anymore. And prom is just, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, so, but back then, that's, you know, the, you know the uh, boys and girls didn't really intermingle that much, and they had very organized and chaperoned socials that they would have where the young people could dance and intermingle, supervised, of course. And uh, Elvis changed all that. Uh, if you list, if you watch a few movies in in popular culture, uh, one of the big scenes in Back to the Future, where Marty's trying to get his mom and dad back together so he exists. Uh, you know, the, the, he he's kind of tongue-in-cheek. He's the one that's kind of introducing the rock and roll to the, to the group of kids. <laughs> Excuse me. Like I said, I do have to do these late at night, you know. I'm late doing this one, so you have to pardon me. But anyway, Elvis was uh, uh sorry, I lost my train of thought. Marty in the movie introduced rock and roll and if you'll notice Chuck, um the dude, um I forget his name, but he the the car whose Mar whose trunk Marty was in, um, that happened to be Chuck Berry's cousin. Well, you know, he called up, "Hey, Chuck, this is your cousin, Marvin, Marvin Berry. Yeah, you know that new sound you were looking for." So just tongue in cheek that that Marty introduced rock and roll to Chuck Berry in an inadvertent kind of way, but that's it's not how it happened, but. Socially, back in that was that movie took place in '55, and the three three five didn't even come out until 1958. So there's there they they just um there's just some 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 inconsistencies there. But uh, Elvis was not talked about in that movie. Um, '55 Elvis would have been all over the place, and they would have known it. Those kids would have heard of Elvis. They would have known rock and roll by 55. So I don't, don't really think you want to trust movies to in, in, interact with history a whole lot. But a good movie um, that I can tell you all about is, uh, what's the name of it? It's... It's about it's the Buddy Holly story. I think that's the name of it. Um, where? Let me just double check. Yeah, the Buddy Holly story, nineteen seventy eight, with Nick Nolte playing the character of Buddy Holly. Um, that's a fairly accurate rendition 
of Buddy Holly's story from what I can tell. Um, of course, there's going to be some embellishments here and there, some creative liberties taken. But uh, for overall, that's pretty much how it happened, as sad as it was. And um, I love movies like that, where the, um, where they portray a famous person's life, like Walk the Line, um, Get On Up. Uh, about James Brown. That's a great movie. I'd love to watch it again. Um, 20 Feet from Stardom was a good documentary about backup singers. Um, like I said, we're going to talk about a little bit, uh, a little bit about everything. Um, I'm just throwing everything out there, stream of conscious kind of thing. Uh, we'll do the news in a little bit. Um, I think we still got about maybe 10 minutes for the news starts. So, but anyway, um, no, not 10 minutes. We got about, it's coming right up. Well, let's just go ahead and do the news, and I'll come back off afterwards. All right, here's the news. And now for the news. All right, we're going to do the news, and I'm going to do it like I normally do. And sorry about that abrupt interruption, but I uh, run this show on cues, and it's timed. Um... It's timed precisely. That way I keep everything in order and I don't lose track of time and just fill a bunch of space with a bunch of nothing. So when the cue comes up for the news segment, that's the news. And uh, like I said, the second half, I'll continue talking about whatever it was I was talking about. But um, right now, we're just going to look up some news. I'm going to do it like I normally do. I'm going to open up the web, and we're just going to talk about news for a little bit. Uh, let's see what we got. Music news. Today. Do-do-do-do-do. What do we have? Music news today. Um, all right. Um, we're we're going to talk about industry news. Since I normally, since I started this podcast, um, it was on the basis of recording music, but we will talk about everything music related. Um, let's see. Okay. Here's one of my favorite haunts right here. Billboard. Let's see what Billboard's got for y'all. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Why is Kim Kardashian in the music news on Billboard? Why? Why? Oh, that's right. She's married. She was married to Kanye. But then they divorced. Oh, no. I love Kanye. I would like to talk about Eric Clapton's new song, though. I was going to talk about that earlier. Um, he's not, um, just to read from the article here, Eric Clapton doesn't seem to be backing down from his stance against COVID-19 policies. Um, as many of you know, he nearly died after he got his vaccination. He, um, 
spent weeks not being able to move his hands, and he suffered tremendous side effects, and um, basically swallowed a big fat red pill as it's concerned with all this COVID crap going on. Eric Clapton is one of my heroes. Um, a lot of my guitar playing style is inadvertently credited to Eric Clapton because uh, the way he plays is the way I have to play. So it just so happens that, you know, um, he's a big influence, as is David Gilmour. And uh, he uh, he refused he refuses to play live shows that require attendees to prove they've been vaccinated. And uh, he just he just uh, released this new song called "This Has Got to Stop." Enough is enough. I can't take the BS any longer. It's gone far enough. You want to claim my soul? You have to come and break down this door. He sings the opening lines of the Blue Sea track. Um, I have a lot of respect for what he's doing here. He's going against the grain, especially in the uh, celebrity community, because uh, if you want to call it a freaking community, for the simple fact that... Uh, First of all, Eric Clapton's been there and done that. I mean, I read his autobiography. I've I've listened to countless interviews. Um, I've seen countless documentaries. I've seen countless concerts. Uh, I cannot think of anybody who Pink Floyd. Maybe I know more about Pink Floyd than I do Eric Clapton, but Eric Clapton is, um, he started the Crossroads Foundation to help recovering addicts. Oh. He uh, sold all of his guitars to make that happen, and he wanted it to happen without his name on the door. He put all the money he could, and he didn't want any plaques or any recognition. He just wanted it to help people. And he, he set it up in, in Antigua because that's where he found inspiration to sober up, and he felt that, you know, he could do that for others in, the, in that same space, in that same way. And he lost a very, his very young son, Connor, spawned the song Tears in Heaven. Um, my father's eyes. I just just countless countless songs. Very personal music, and um, he's been there and done that. So, on one hand, he's cancel proof, but on the other hand, rock and roll's dead, and um, he must have accepted the fact that okay, I'm I'm on up there in age. This isn't going to affect me one way or another. Um, but he's one of the few musicians that has a standing residency at the Royal Albert Hall. Um, all he has to do is show up and, and play that gig, and he'll feel it every time. So 
to say he's rock and roll royalty is to understate the facts tremendously. And uh, I can't speak enough about how he's doing it here, but he had the AstraZeneca vaccine. And he feared he never would play again following health issues after two doses of this. So he's not an anti-vaxxer. Okay, for those of you who want to say, okay, he's anti-vaxxer. I'm not either. But it's my body, my choice, okay? So, you know, I choose not to take this particular vaccine. I took the flu shot a couple years ago. First time in my life. I don't know what was in that. But um, I've had a runny nose ever since. <laughs> That's beside the point. But, um... You know, so he's not an anti-vaxxer. He just damn near died, and, and and he almost lost the ability to do the thing that he's meant to do, play the guitar. Um, so, to quote Eric Clapton, um, I knew that something was going on wrong. When you started laying down the law, can't move my hands, I break out in a sweat, I want to cry, I can't take it anymore. That's all in the song. He's got another anti-lockdown track uh, called Stand and Deliver with Van Morrison. Uh, Van Morrison's a wild man. You want to talk about... Uh, yeah, this has got to stop. Musicians need to to perform, and they 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 it's it's just it's gone on too far. It's gone on too far. The the flu virus, everything's dangerous. Okay, everything. And those that are vulnerable, okay, the elderly, the comorbidities out there, okay, that's fine. Why do the healthy people have to stay home? Why do the healthy people have to quarantine? You know? It's the most backwards way of doing things ever. And you have to ask yourself, why? This affected every... every facet of life as we know it. And it's never going to be 100% normal. There are small businesses that are never coming back. Careers ruined. Big business just got even bigger. So there's no coming back 100% to this. So what do we do? We learn from it. And this is just, um, this is related because it's news. It's Eric Clapton and it's a few other musicians who just were lost trying to figure out how to make a living doing what they do in this time. And uh, you can't just sell records. You can't do like the Beatles and just... Stay in the studio and sell records and stay home. Today, you have to go out and play. You have to. 
Um, you have to show up at, at venues. You have to sell the tickets. You have to sell the merchandise. You have to sell the album, the songs too. But you, you know, people get their music free pretty much nowadays, and um, you know they'll pay for a streaming service like iTunes or. Uh, Spotify or whatever, you know, but the artist gets very little of that money, that licensing. So, what are you going to do? So, the next subject. I've, I've politicized this podcast too much, but it's just a shame that Eric Clapton's getting a bunch of crap, and uh, he deserves better. And uh, we, we've got to take care of... Um, We just gotta take care of these people who brought us such great entertainment. Because Kenny Malone, prolific Nashville session drummer, he died at the age of eighty-three. Um so none of this looks familiar to me, none of these people. Um Black, pink, some of these people. I've seen none of this. We're going to move. We're going to go to my second favorite place. Rolling Stone magazine. All right, let's see what we got here. All right, uh, AGR, Jamaica acting debut in Color Purple musical film adaptation. Okay, that's, that's all we need, another remake there. Uh, I would like to take this opportunity to um, offer my condolences and uh, prayers for all of us who were fans of Charlie Watts, the drummer for the Rolling Stones and his family and his friends. And uh, there's only two left, Mick Jagger and Keith Richards. Um, no, there's three. Um, God, what's his name? Uh, the rhythm guitar player. Um, Wood. Ron Wood. This is an understatement. This is the headline Rolling Stone ran with Eric Clapton. Eric Clapton appears to be frustrated with COVID-19 vaccine on new song. This has got to stop. You think? You think Rolling Stone? It appears, it appears that he's frustrated. <laughs> Wonder what gave you that idea. Okay. Neil Young, on the other hand, swallowed a big ass blue pill. Taking the complete opposite stand 
of Eric Clapton, which I'm not surprised. I've never really been a big Neil Young fan. I love his music, but uh, he's a weird mofo. Neil Young on concerts in the COVID age. These are super spreader events. You know what? Wiping your ass is a super spreader event, okay? Yeah. You hear me, Neil? <laughs> All right. I'm not interested in Drake. Um, Rain, Nandy Bushnell, Bushnell, Bushnell joins Foo Fighters on stage for a fiery, everlong performance. David Grohl's just way too outgoing for me. I'm sorry. Just too many people like him for some reason. And it's just. And he brings his mom on stage and in his signature three three five is nothing but a Trini Lopez three three five. So you and 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 he was in the interview and he said that, you know, he's and the the girl doing the interview, he had a white background, it's very dramatic and and uh so, David Grohl, she's all flirt with him. So, how do you approach your music? How do you, you know, how do you, well, everything is a drum. Like, when I play the guitar, that I'm playing the drums. And, you know, this, that, you know, that's like, like this is my, my concept that I came up with, you know. And, no, you didn't come up with that. James Brown came up with that. And uh, Bootsy Collins will tell you all about it. <laughs> so, nah, 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 nah. David Grohl. Not a big fan of David Grohl. That's pretty much going to cover it with the music news. Uh, this week, I, I've got nothing because there's, there's no news. Charlie Watts passed away. Dusty Hill before that of ZZ Top. So we're just losing all the greats. And that's just going to reiterate my point. Eric Clapton almost died over a vaccine. So why are you forced? It's, it's Russian roulette. Watch Deer Hunter, people. Why are you going to force something on somebody when they're not comfortable with it? My body, my choice. You do what you want to do. You want to you want to protect yourself from from the the scuzzy cootie spreader that I that I am, then you get the vaccine and you'll be safe. Okay, you get it and you'll be safe. Don't make me get it just because you want to get. It. Okay, you get the vaccine. That's fine. That's your business. I'm not telling you not to. I disagree with your decision, but hey, it's yours to have. All I'm saying is don't force me to do it. You wouldn't want me to force you to do something you're not comfortable with. Like, let's say somebody needs your kidney, so we're going to go ahead and take it. Okay? You comfortable with that? Well, you're saving lives by giving your kidney up. You've got to. I already, I already gave my kidney up. You've got to give your kidney up, too. And, oh, by the way, we're going to take your pancreas. Just because somebody might need it. Okay? Okay. All right. News is done. I know I was very little news, but like I said, we just don't have any this week. This is, uh, 
I know I was going to do the preset, the the predetermined news this go around, but again, deadlines and frustration and everything, you know, um, this wasn't supposed to be not fun. And, you know, it, it's just becoming an obligation at this point. Had everything else gone smoother, I could have handled this, the effort, a lot better. And, you know, that's fine. You know, no big deal. Not complaining. All right. Second half of the show coming up. And uh, we're going to continue the discussion about whatever it was we were talking about before. I know I ended it abruptly. abruptly and uh, we'll get back to that. All right. Stay tuned. And that was the news. All right. So, what were we talking about? We're talking about Elvis and uh, movies. Biopics. Yeah, I like those movies that uh, that um, talk about, you know, celebrities' um, life, you know. Especially if it's done well. Like La Bamba, you know, the Richie Valens story. That was a great movie. It's great, man. It's like you like back before the internet and stuff, you wanted those movies to come out because you know, it's like I wanna know you know, the story about that artist. I wanna know more about him, you know. Johnny Cash walked the line and Joaquin Phoenix did a legendary job in that movie. So Every uh, every now and then they'll do one. They get on up. James Brown mentioned that briefly. That was a great movie. Great movie. I learned a lot about James in that movie. And uh, yeah, David Girl kind of took the every instrument's a drum. You know, yeah, that you know that is James Brown. That is not you, David Grohl. Well, let's see you. You extremely overly outgoing individual. She's a rock star, man. He's supposed to be outgoing, man. You know, it's rock. He's front man of Foo Fighters, man. And you know, that's what you're supposed to do, man. You know, shut up, man. Who are you, man? David Grohl is awesome, man. Yo. Yeah, okay. He's cool. But, you know, he's not very original. I mean, he can't come up with his own signature 335. He's, he's got to basically reintroduce to Trini Lopez with new flashing colors. I'd love to have a Trini Lopez 335 one day. Uh, if you know anything about guitars, we'll, we'll next episode we're going to talk more about guitars and guitar history and basses and stuff. Uh, but you've got to have one of those to record something with unless you're a vocalist um you have to have an instrument to record so we're going to talk a little bit about the instruments the instruments that made us we'll call it and uh yeah i think that'd be great um it's something that um i'd love to talk about that if i had a guest on that that'd be great but the Geo episode wasn't that popular, even though I thought it would, um, 
I thought it'd be the most popular episode yet because it wasn't just me talking. It, it was a guest and a conversation. And But I don't think y'all want to listen to guests. And maybe y'all don't want to listen to Geo. I know. I don't know. I'm kind of worried about Geek versus Geek now because uh, that kind of just threw everything off. So what do I do? Don't know. Figured out, though. Of course we will. We'll always figure it out. Now I think I'm going to cut this about 15 minutes short. Because like I said, I'm tired. I've, I've had a long week. And um, I didn't really cover anything this go-round. We talked about music news. Wasn't even music news. I kind of just complained half the episode. Um but again, my apologies. I came into this episode completely unprepared because of the situation I found myself in towards the end of the week. And normally uh, what I'll do is uh, right after this episode drops, um, what I will do is start preparing for the next episode and you know, topic matter. And I'll do the research for the topic or whatever. And if I don't have to do the research, then I'll just kind of think about what I want to talk about and how I want to articulate. But then it takes three days to produce the show. Um, you know, I record it. And I, you know, I do the editing and everything, which there's not much to do. But I don't spend like a whole day on it. I break it a couple hours here, a couple hours there. And then I uh, proof listen, so I listen to it for an hour, and um, I just try to get it released, get it released, and try to do whatever I have to do there, and get it distributed. It's just not always something that it's easy to do. Now I've got two podcasts to do. I uh, had to do um had to do the art for the Geek versus Geek, which I wasn't prepared to do that. I wasn't prepared to do the art for this one. Um, as you can see by the, the cover art, it's not that great. And uh when will I go back and redo that? I don't know because um I don't have Photoshop. I'm not paying for a subscription to Photoshop, especially when I'm unemployed right now. Um, I've got to set up a whole other computer that has Photoshop on it to to do the graphics and and to do that kind of stuff, which I'm gonna to have to do. Um, just gonna to have to do it now. So anyway, I'm gonna cut this short. I apologize. This is a crappy episode. Um, it'll get better. I promise. Everything's gonna fall into a groove. And like I said, if y'all don't want to listen to this show, then it'll just go away. Um, I'll focus on Geek versus Geek and getting that, getting that stream going. And um, like I said, that'll probably be better anyway. Over and out, this is The Bug, and you have been listening to The Bugcast. Although it has been a very dreary, complaining, negative episode. but. Tune in next time. It might get better. It will get better. I promise. Take it easy. Y'all have a good one.